Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not enjoying the ghost stories here on this show, be sure to check out our true crime podcast called True Crime Today. Search it wherever you download podcasts. Myself, Carol Hughes, Stacy Cole, all discuss the latest in many true crime stories, dark, disturbing, and sometimes just plain crazy. Check it out. True Crime Today. Search and press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Here's a preview of one of this week's episodes of True Crime Today. JonBenet Ramsey murdered nearly a quarter century ago now, and no killer ever found. The investigation is getting back into A gear. I don't want to say high gear, but A gear is a cold case team taking a new probe into the unsolved killing. This is True Crime Today. Not only a tragedy for the family. It's unfathomable. Shot to death more than half a dozen times, likely with a shotgun by his own mother. True Crime Today. He he then drove her body in her van about five miles away. Police say she put her newborn in a trash bag and threw the baby over an upstairs banister. A podcast that examines real stories in real time. Disturbing. He says she asked him to help her end her life. True Crime Today starts now. Hi, and welcome to the program. If you like the show, uh, be sure to check out our uh, subscription channel now on Apple Podcasts, where you can get the show commercial-free, get the archive, get advanced episodes, uh, and a whole bunch of other extras that we put up there for you uh, on Apple Podcasts. You can do a monthly or a yearly, or even try it for three days free on uh, Apple Podcasts. Just to search for our show, True Crime Today. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go back today to like 1996. Oh my. John Mellencamp was on the radio and music did not, did not sound like that. No. (laughs) What else? 96. Uh, What was happening back in 1996? Goo Goo Dolls. Um, Paula Cole. The Lilith Fair stuff was very big. Um, oh, uh, Bill Clinton, Bob Dole, and Ross Perot. Yeah, that was pretty much 1996. Yeah. And Jean-Benet Ramsey. So the OJ trial had just ended, and Americans didn't know what to do because they were so obsessed with watching the OJ Simpson trial for day in and day out. For damn near, how long did that thing go? Was it like a year? Forever. It was a. It felt like years. It was forever, and everybody had to know where they're going to find OJ uh, guilty or innocent. And there was such evidence that almost everybody. Um, well, actually, actually, I don't want to say everybody because it, there was a very sharp divide at that moment in time. Uh, between uh, the African-American community and the white community on this specific issue. Um, does the the one side wanted one and one side wanted the other? Um, not everyone, but there was a, a big divide at that moment. And uh, it, it was very staunch, but there was a lot of evidence. And I think historically everyone looks back on this going, yeah, he fucking did it. Uh, yeah, he. Oh, I, you know, if if you think that he didn't, yeah. I I'd love to hear that argument because I think everything just pointed to him. By the way, um, 
The trial spanned 11 months and the jury reached a verdict in less than four hours. So it was about a year. Yeah, almost a year. I remember I was in seventh grade when that (laughs) when that uh, verdict was read. I remember we had uh, it was right before lunch and we had it on in our homeroom on the TV on on the cart that you you, yes TVs used to be coming in on carts Uh, and uh, we were watching it and like the bell rang for us to leave and nobody went to lunch. We all wanted stayed in there and watched the verdict. Oh wow! Ah, and everyone was like, "Oh my god." Guys, if you are haven't been playing along at home, uh, they did find him innocent uh, on those charges. Oh, you know that's right because every time I think of him, I think he's guilty. Um, you know he's in jail. Not anymore. No, he's out. Is he out? Yeah. Ah. He's done with that. I mean, he wrote a book called "If I Did It," which. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's just been kind of doing a lot of fuck yous passive aggressively to everyone for the yeah. last 20 years. Um, and then in that book, he may, gives an account of if he did it, how he would have done it. Surprisingly, very similar to how things actually went down. Uh, but it's I don't know. There, there's a it's a such a level of narcissism there that they're scary fucking people because I don't even know if he believes he did it. Quite honestly, at this point, I, I think yeah. there's a that's fucking spooky. Uh, anyway, that just ended. So that's why the country was tied up in that charade or debacle. Uh, and everyone was like, what do we watch now? Because you're just going back to what was called soap operas. And so nobody really wanted to watch As the World Turns and all that shit. Right. That It wasn't as exciting. And so, well, would you look at this? <gasps> this little girl looks like an adult. What's going on? Oh, she's one of those beauty pageant kids. And oh my God. Oh my God. You will not believe it, Harold. You will not believe it. She, uh, she was murdered. <laughs> uh, and that was how things went down. And everybody was trying to figure out who killed John Benet Ramsey. Um, had she not been a girl, uh, uh, a six-year-old that was dressed like a 25-year-old and had there not been so many weird ways of the family acting, the police acting, and the whole thing, I I don't think anyone would have cared. Uh, I think the star of the thing was the fact that she was a beauty, uh, I can even say beauty queen, beauty pageant kid i don't know what, what whatever that is. yeah they paraded her out um in all these child pageants wearing just a ton of makeup and, yeah. and you know it really uncomfortable um i when i was um 15 14 i was in the miss teen minnesota pageant and even at at that age it felt wrong so i can't imagine you know what was she six five six i believe she? i believe she was six, six. That is really young to be putting makeup on a kid and putting them in like evening gowns and, you know, trotting them out in front of strangers to judge, judge a kid. Uh, well, it's it's flat out sexualizing your child. Well, I yeah. mean, that, that is exactly what is going on there. And then, oh, no, it's not. It's just this fun thing. And and I was in them. And it's like, yeah. And look how you turned out. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, it's it, it to me. It's always been creepy. I mean, if you're you're doing it, you're doing it. I'm not gonna judge you, but I'm gonna give you my opinion, um, and then I'll judge you silently. I, I just always found them creepy. I I didn't yep. I didn't understand it. I uh, I didn't even know they existed honestly until this case came to to light, and. I was a kid at the time. I mean, in 96, I was... Do your math, Tony. Do your math. About 13. Um, and... And that's even young. Yeah. And and I was like, this is really creepy. Like, they're making this this six-year-old look like a, she's 22 or something. Mm-hmm. And it just really struck me as wrong. Like, wh- why are we doing this? Who's... Who's getting the real kick out of this at the end of the day? Is it the moms looking at their kids with the makeup on? Uh, or is there somebody else that's really enjoying these shows and has baited people into thinking, oh, isn't this lovely? Yeah, it's it's a little, it's creepy. It's just creepy. I mean, I, there's really no other way to look at it. You know, it's one thing to have, you know, maybe a talent show with kids who can do amazing talent. Yeah, what but- if we celebrated actual talent not just right. how much makeup can you cake on a six-year-old <laughs> you know? yeah and I'm, I'm trying to look at the picture it's america's royal miss national something okay um that's the sash that she's wearing in a picture and she's got this humongous crown on her head um that crown would be huge on on an adult woman yeah so it just the whole thing is just weird and I, I think you're setting kids up for, you know, just a, a horrible sense of entitlement. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, giving kids self-esteem. But when you've got a young child like this and you're parading them around and and having them be judged on their body and things, you're setting them up for failure. Exactly. Have them learn self-esteem on things that matter, not things yeah. that you're going to going to naturally have self-esteem issues with because everyone does. Uh, yep. and, and are the first things that are going to be criticized by the outside world too. It, it, it's utter, in, utterly insane. I mean, I, I almost like look at it as abuse in in some ways. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just it it strikes me as totally fucked up. But again, I'm not judging. I'm just having my opinion, and that's how that works. Uh, so uh, it's nothing I would ever have my child uh, involved in. And I think that's the thing everybody said when they saw this is, oh, my God, I would never put my child out there like that. And I think there's a whole group of other people that said, let's put our children out there like that. They can win us money. And I'm not yeah. pretty anymore. So I'm going to vicariously live through my daughter. Yeah, and those are the worst parents to have to deal with. And there's that, a you know, they, load of it. Oh, it's it's just awful. There used to be like a... Uh, a show and I, I I forget and it wasn't Honey Boo Boo. There was one where it was it was dan- something dance moms. Was it dance dance moms or something? I think so. It was the one where they followed the girls around that do these sort of things and and it was kind of like a behind the scenes with the women. And I don't know if dance oh. moms is what it was, but it was something like that. And it, it yeah, it's just it, 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 it's utterly out of control narcissism. Uh, bipolar, uh, borderlines. It, oh my God! And they're all interacting basically in a small uh, room in the Holiday Inn back uh, area, uh, <laughs> and trying to get their children to look like twenty-two-year-old hookers. 
it, yeah. it's it's just like what the fuck are you guys doing? I just yeah. I don't know. Um, but the the thing is, the case has uh, never been officially solved. There's been a lot of people that have been looked at uh, over the years uh, in connection with the case, uh, and some I, I think certainly do uh, need a little more. Uh, digging. Unfortunately, the Boulder Police Department at the time really was not set up to be, uh, they really had never done um, uh, murder cases. It was very, very new, if you will, uh, and didn't have much experience in any of this. So the whole thing, the whole scene got contaminated uh, when they found uh, John Vinay uh, or the, the story goes, we should, we should get into story mode here and, and, and share the magic of this horrendous event with some good story music. We'll go with this. So it's uh, the 26th boxing day, as the Canadians call it the day that everyone gets out the gloves and punches the shit out of each other. Is that what that is? <laughs> what, what is Not that? Quite. Okay. Not quite. We won't go into the, the history of Boxing Day, although I really want to. Um, <laughs> okay, back to the story, Tony. Not Boxing Day. Focus, so, friend. Focus. It's, it is Boxing Day. And story goes that uh, Jean Benet's mom uh, gets out of bed uh, and sees, oh, my God, uh, their daughter is not in her bed and claims that she sees this ransom note and she calls 911 uh and the ransom note is very bizarre it's like a three-page rambling rambling ransom note that suspiciously kind of looks like somebody is trying to squiggle their hand while writing but there's certain letters that just come across as very similar to hers and then she calls 911 there's some uh scuffle on the phone uh, as everyone's acting very you know scared and oh my god I would say her appearance on the telephone if I were to cast her in a movie I don't think I'd cast her in the role really yeah it just didn't quite it just yeah it didn't quite make the like I I don't know it seemed a little bit staged um anyway the uh, dad's uh, you know freaking out the police are are coming over. Uh, he's looking around and he opens the basement uh, door and immediately he knows what he's seeing right there uh, lying on the ground. Uh, and uh, it's it's JonBenet. Uh, the window is open above her. There's visible cobwebs uh, that are kind of streaming through that window. Uh, that are attached to both sides of the window that is uh, open, which looks like possibly an intruder came through. If, However, if they could magically uh, cut through years worth of cobwebs that were dirty and clearly there for quite a while and then replace those cobwebs, that would be interesting. And uh, go ahead. Well, I, today where I am in Wisconsin, it yeah. snowed. Yeah. And we have a little mouse that lives in our garage. Mm -hmm. There might be more than one, but I'm just imagining that there's just the one. Okay. And um, when I came in from the garage, I, I had an appointment this morning. I came in from the garage and this tiny mouse had walked over the snow and I didn't see the mouse, but I saw its mouse tracks. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So if a mouse could make tracks, we go back to the Jean Benet Ramsey story. It had snowed. There were no footprints outside this window. Am I right? You are correct. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. If that sweet little mouse that lives in my garage could make tracks, um, we've got a problem. Yeah. There were so many things that just did not make sense with the story. Uh, And the the whole scene got contaminated because when the Boulder police came, they didn't know how to handle a scene like this. People were literally passing around the ransom note and reading it. Family members, police, just bare hands. Uh, and it was a crime scene. Uh, and they should have ushered everyone out of that building or to yeah. a, a confined room or something. And they were people were making food in the kitchen and it was kind of like everybody's talking and it's a, well, let's figure this out. And it was just like a grand old Mayberry, uh, you know, thing that was going down. And I'm sure, you know, if you're the, the parents and if you didn't do it, you'd be wondering, is this how we do this? You'd probably just be following the leads of the police, assuming they know what they're doing. Right. But everything got so contaminated that day that it's really hard to tell anything. Everything was touched. Everything was moved. A lot of people went down to examine the scene. So that happened. And the allegations came and went. They were at one point, they they were going to try the parents. Uh, The grand jury said, yes, we think you should try them. Uh, And the attorney for the state said, no, we don't think we're going to win. So we're not going to. So the parents were never officially, they were never tried. Uh, there was uh, certainly an investigation into it, though. But there's been a few people over the years, um, and there's some interesting things that uh, I learned today when I was just kind of doing my catch-up on it that I had I didn't remember from all that time ago. Uh, Boulder Police Department announced in the news release on Thursday it will be consulting with the Colorado Cold Case Review Team in 2023, which is quite a thing because they have not really done much. Mm -hmm. Um, They've always, they've turned the parents away or the dad away. Who's been very much trying to, he pushes this. So in, in my opinion, I don't think he did it. Um, I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I think he truly um, is wanting to have the, uh, the killer identified. Um, interesting um so that's interesting hopefully this you know isn't just some you know nice little pr thing because everybody's begging them to do it uh because it's been featured recently on everything uh and maybe they will maybe they will dig deeper because the way that they can look at dna today is very different than how they could look at it in uh 2000 or i'm sorry 1996 uh an interesting way that it was put was okay in 1996 we could look at dna and identify 20 different points on it today we can look at dna and identify about uh one million different points on it and yeah i think what's going to happen is is they're going to hone in on something something's going to to bring about a new suspect or you know maybe i i still i'm i'm getting off topic here but who do you think did it do you have a, a gut feeling? My gut feeling is the mom. 
But yeah. but I want to say this because Harper uh, just walked in here because we were watching some of the shows earlier and uh, she had a very good observation. And I, I when I really had never thought of, um, she just walks up to me and she's like, what did you say? Like, oh, my God. Go like, now keep in mind, these this is a little girl. She was a pageant girl. Now, basically, like, I'm guessing, you know, what pageants are. Uh, it's little girls and very showy costumes that are twerking on stage. <laughs> right. Yes. Tiny strippers, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think it's like probably where it's like it's it's kindergarten for strippers. Yeah. 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 So it wouldn't be surprising if there's like a, like a producer a producer from these pageants that probably did it. That's her theory. Mm. Never heard that one before, but I do wonder because it's it's something. Did they ever look at people that were involved in the pageant world? Was there anybody that anybody had any weird feelings about? Uh, male, possibly, that, you know, had a little bit too much of an eye for this girl or got a little handsy when they he saw her. Things like that. Here's the thing. Or Santa. Or, well, yes. Well, there was the Santa. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. And what was, what was the story on Santa? I don't he- truly remember. He um he paid a little bit too much attention to her. Um he brought I I think some glitter um that he claimed he wanted if he died during surgery or something he wanted this glitter to be mixed in with his ashes because it would remind him of her. Uh, just some really creepy stuff. Um yeah. I think Jean Bonnet had given him the glitter, so he wanted it mixed with ashes if he was cremated mm-hmm. if he died. That's weird. It, didn't he die like is he the one who committed suicide? Ooh, that I don't remember. Uh, no, that was something. Uh oh. John Bonnet Santa. Uh but I, I totally remember that Santa thing because it was so gross. Um, and I, I didn't want to think about Santa acting that way. Yeah. Um, especially with a six-year-old girl. You don't want to think that Santa is a pedophile, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, no. That, that's that, not that, a, a good way to celebrate the holidays. That's, that would not make the cut um, uh, of the, uh, the, the ha- not the Halloween movie, but the uh, the made-for-TV uh, movie no. of this uh, where um, it, it's it's very dramatized. It's probably a few superheroes heroes mixed in there as well. Uh, yeah. But it's like John Benet um, is you know it, she she lives and she becomes a superhero and it, it it's very <laughs> it's very bizarre. But you know it's going to happen. Okay, so Mick Reynolds, uh, the Mick Reynolds related cover yes. bill. Okay, Mick Reynolds was the Santa. Yeah, I believe that that was his name. Okay. John. There's a lot of people on Reddit that think that Santa Claus, also known as Bill McReynolds, recruited a younger man to kill John Benet and film it or take pictures for him. So there's an entire subreddit about uh, about this guy. I gotta and, learn more about that one. Yeah, and I he died in 2016, I wanna say. I think that's when Santa died. Okay. Not the real Santa. Nobody get upset. No, no. Um a fake Santa. 
26-year-old committed suicide two days after a 1997 press conference where the Boulder DA announced that they were looking at a new suspect. That was what I was looking to find because I knew gotcha. that existed. So um, is it just someone who, you know, gave up on being a Santa and really kind of had a shitty life and it just happens that he ended it that day? Or do you think that I wonder if that could be a, you know, connection? Mm-hmm. But what you're pointing out there, though, is the fact that they did look at somebody who was a little too friendly um, and, and I'm wondering about the same things. Uh, same thing, though, as Harper pointed out, that could it have been someone in those, you know, beauty queen worlds? And how well, well and- and pageantry is a very competitive place, and so you know, if John Bonet was a threat to somebody, I could totally see, yeah, somebody wanting to take her out. And that's yeah, I mean, that's really scary. I mean. It, wouldn't be hard to figure out where somebody lives and all that. We we had the mm-hmm. internets at that point in time. Uh, well, and they had a Christmas party at their house. Yeah, what like the night before? So yeah. many people were in the house. There's so much DNA there. Yeah, it really would not be difficult to uh, to figure it out. But all right, thanks, Har, for coming in and sharing your uh, your theory on nope. this. Yeah, that was no wonderful. Problem. Thank you. Okay, uh, so the next one. Uh, this is something. This I'm taking this from Rolling Stone, where they kind of roll out some of the people that they believe you know could likely be a, a suspect um and this is from 2016 so it's a few years back uh the mother uh patsy ramsey uh, she took whatever secrets that happened to her to the grave uh, she passed away uh, about uh, after, after a 13 year old ba- a 13 year battle with ovarian cancer and it eventually it spread to her brain uh though both she and her husband john were formally exonerated in 2008, thanks to developments in DNA technology, a lot of people still suspect that the former Miss West Virginia accidentally murdered her six-year-old child in a fit of rage over a bedwetting accident, then covered it up post-haste. From the outside, Patsy was your pleasant and influential suburban mother of two, known for her beauty pageant-winning daughter, John Vinay, and the lavish Christmas party she threw every year. Still, several pieces of evidence suggest she may have had more to do with the crime than she let on. First, it's been speculated that uh, while cleaning up yet another one of JonBenet's bedwetting accidents, which were said to have occurred in some frequency, Ramsey flipped a switch and slammed the little girl's head against the side of a hard, blunt surface like a bathtub. Second, JonBenet was found with a rope around her neck, tightened by a homemade uh, garret determined to have been fashioned out of a paintbrush taken from Patsy's paint kit. That lay nearby. Third, the most bizarre ransom note in the history of ransom notes. Patsy said she discovered a two and a half page ransom note on one of the rungs down the spiral staircase that led to the basement where John Bonet's body was found. Written in strange verbiage that seemed lifted from a lot of classic crime films. Uh, The noted demand was $118,000 and be given in or given to the foreign faction by 10 a.m. the next day, which was later figured out to be the same amount of John Ramsey's Christmas bonus from his company. <gasps> and this happened to be the 26th of December. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, some this sor- is sounding way too coincidental. This had to be somebody in the family. Some sources, including Boulder PD's former co-leading investigator, Steve Thomas, who speculated that Patsy wrote the note herself in a moment of panic, 
after realizing what she'd done to John Vinay. But the handwriting analysis, though convincing, were eventually found to be inconclusive. It was determined, however, that the note had been written on a piece of Patsy's stationery from inside her home with her own pen. God. So somebody sat there and wrote this thinking, I, I got some time. In the years following the murder, Patsy appeared extremely defensive, once even hashing it out with a naysayer on Larry King Live, while family friends insisted that Patsy adored JonBenet and would never have put a finger on the little girl or put her in harm's way. Some others came down hard criticizing Ramsey for sexualizing a vulnerable child uh, through a string of beauty pageants. And that's where I look at that, too. The mom mm -hmm. was also a pageant winner yep. uh, years ago. And that happens quite often, I think, in some of this, uh, where you have the mother trying to relive uh, her life through her daughter, but like doing, if I could do it my way, and now she is, but she's doing it her way on her daughter, and her daughter's going to be like, I want to do it my way. And it's a cycle of insanity. I, I wonder how much there was jealousy there mm -hmm. for your own daughter. Um, and how much the daughter wasn't as perfect as she wanted her to be, especially with the bedwetting. Um, oh, yeah. And if this, you know, she she's trying so hard to construct this perfect version of a child in all this makeup and all these dresses and trotting her out there. I, I, I wonder what kind of mental relationship she had with her daughter. I'm guessing it was really trying to make her a perfectionist. Or, or to what she viewed as perfect in a girl that probably, you know, wasn't necessarily so into it. Uh, there was accounts where the dad's like, she's really funny. She would, you know, she wanted to be the star of things and all that, but she, you know, was kind of more, you know, lively than, okay, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that here. And that sort of a thing. I don't know. I, I'm just looking at that dynamic. And sometimes moms like that, they can fucking snap and they can, oh, yeah. and they can go after their own children and it's scary as shit, but they have the potential to do it. And I do wonder if something like that happened after looking at a lot of this, although I do want to learn more about Santa, uh, that I don't know. There, there just seems to be a lot there. There was a, on the duct tape, there were fibers from her sweater on it, the on the piece of duct tape that was around her mouth, uh, the John Benet's mouth. Um, really, she the the whoever did this, and here's another fucked up part. Um, and I guess trigger warning if you're not already triggered by now. Um, but the topic itself is you know right. Um, but this uh, someone also used a uh, another piece of a paintbrush from from her paint set uh and sexually assaulted her oh my god so my thought was okay that's fucked up um and also is this is this trying to made to be looking like a rape yeah and and the thought i don't know this is the theory that a lot of people have and after hearing some of this and kind of digesting it, it's kind of where my mind goes to, again, still want to hear Santa, um, <laughs> is that 
yeah, an accident happened. Maybe um, mom lashed out, didn't intentionally try to kill her daughter, but maybe threw something at her or pushed her into something that, in fact, killed her daughter. Yeah. And then and, and then they had to cover it up. So and I don't why know not it, make it look like somebody you know, broke in and assaulted her. And I don't know it's so much a they thing, honestly. I I really kind of wonder if this was all on her and he was sleeping or something and that and that's this is how it all just kind of went down. Because she's the one who went got up in the morning. She's the one who found the note. She's the, you know did this happen later in the night? And dad had no idea about it till the morning. I don't know. And then he seems very genuine on his search. There were so many weird things about the mom from interviews that very much struck me of having a mental illness uh, of some sort. Um, very narcissistic. The movements, the the lashing at certain words. It just, it struck me as weird. Um but it's it's something where I, I don't know that we're ever going to truly know what happened, but I, I think she struck her with something. And I think the thought process was, let me make this look like an intruder came in, sexually assaulted her and um, left this note. And for some reason, they left her, too. I don't know. The whole thing is just so fucked up. Yeah. Uh because the only reason they, you know, they, they could realize that it, somebody had not raped her uh, with a, a physical part of their body was they found the paint chips down there and they found the fucking paintbrush over there. So it was like, okay, good job hunting that evidence. Whoever thought up this genius one. I just can't. And the level also of depravity that someone, or I don't know if it's, if it's it is depravity, but if you're able to do that, I think you're so fucking cold and disconnected mm-hmm. from reality that you're not registering anything that's going on. These are just actions to you. You're doing what you have to do to survive because ultimately you are the most important. That's a narcissist. That's like that's sociopath. <laughs> like it's 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 beyond narcissist when you're able to do that sort of shit. But it's it's all in those those realms. I'd be really interested to know more about um, what her what she was like by those who worked with her, things of that nature. They can hide it really well. They sometimes people know the other side pretty well too. But well, and I wonder if if people that she worked with are you know were scratching their heads, going, "Hmm, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening." You know, you don't want to think that about your coworkers, but we've all worked with somebody where you're like. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I wonder about is, you know, did, um, did the husband, you know, figure out what happened? Um, but didn't, you know, was it at the time trying to, you know, almost like shield his wife after he realized what she did, they got divorced shortly thereafter. Um, was there just like an agreement? Like, like she said, I was an accident and this is what I did. It was wrong, but please don't, you know, they came to some sort of, okay, I'll back you up. We'll, yeah. Like we'll I'm going to let you have the car and the house. Just don't wrap me out. Yeah. I, I, I do wonder about that. Wow. I don't know. 
Uh, I wonder if we're ever going to figure this out. Is anybody ever going to land on who this was? Well, there's a new thing. They said that there's two new strings of DNA that have been found on the panties that she was wearing that supposedly um, or, or look like they belong to men. When they say DNA, they do not specify what it is. They do not say it was semen because mm. they it wasn't. Uh, they But there was DNA. Now, that could be simply from someone uh, touching the laundry. Um, there will be DNA there then, too. Um, but and they're like, well, we wonder who whose DNA this is. Well, I'm thinking if uh, mom raped her with a paintbrush and uh, the paintbrush is rubbing in that area where the panties are. Um, if anyone else has ever used that paintbrush, there may be some DNA that would come off of that. Yeah, good point. I mean, as fucked up as that is, I, I I think there might be some, you know, legitimacy to that argument where it's like, it, it would be weird that there's two other distinguishable male, but they don't belong into that house DNAs on her underwear. I, I, I don't know. It, 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 unless there's far more going on here that we are unaware of with, uh, with mom or something. But I, I think it's more likely who used a paintbrush to do that. Lots of people use paintbrushes uh, and share them. I, I don't think that's too uh, far of a bridge. No, that's a good thought. Brother was also looked at uh, for a while. Do you remember seeing some of that? Yeah. And, you know, but at the time, I just don't, I, I think he was asleep during, during all of it. I mean, it, to me, it just seems like the parents were pretty involved in this. Yeah. And when they interviewed, the brother, and I, I'm just taking this from memory. It seems like he didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that the whole ransom thing about the $118,000, mm -hmm. that, that brother's not going to know that. No, no. I, I, and I don't know that that brother would have been able to write a note like that. No. He was very little at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and exactly. that did not look like the writing of, uh, of a child that young by any, even, even if he tried, I, I don't think he would have been able to pull that off. Um, yeah, exactly. There was the town drifter, Gary Olivia, a 32 year old known sex offender in Boulder. When John Bonet was found strangled to death, um, the convicted pedophile had been living in the area on and off when police allegedly found a magazine count of uh, a cutout of John Bonet Ramsey in his backpack after he was apprehended on drug charges in 2000. He was soon released, but suspicions remained. Ramsey family's longtime private investigator, Ali Gray, once referred to Olivia's ties to Jean Benet as a bombshell arrest in the case that lambasted the Boulder PD for failing to consider him as a more credible suspect. Soon after, Olivia's high school friend, Michael Vale, stepped forward with an allegation supporting Gary's suspicion. Vale claimed that not long after the murder, the distraught Olivia had called him on the phone and confessed to his longtime pal that uh, he had heard a little girl. I heard a little girl, Vale revealed, uh, in Touch magazine earlier in that year. I was particularly unsettled by how the uh, knots used to fashion the uh, garret that strangled John Bonet were similar to those used in an incident where Olivia attempted to choke his mother with a telephone cord. My mm. blood ran cold when I read that, recalled Vale of his troubled uh, childhood friend. Uh, Olivia was uh, also rumored to have possible connections to a theory that links the marks found on Jean Benet's body to an encounter with a stun gun. Olivia had one at the time of his initial arrest. Because there are, there's appears to be two marks 
on her neck. It, again, they did a shit job with an autopsy and looking at any of this. Uh, but there's, yeah, there's pictures of it. And some are arguing that that's a stun gun, that that's how that would typically go. I could, the only other thing I could say is if you're strangling a child or something or something where your hands are much larger than their body, it also looks like it could be like a thumb imprint, quite honestly, that somebody was really squeezing and they were squeezing the jaw rather than the neck or that part of their hand was in that position because um, it's identical on both sides. So I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> did you... Did you do a stun gun on each side or? Uh, yeah. So I, that's where I kind of like, nah, I don't know about that. I It seems more like my, like I said, I, I, I'm i not any sort of expert here, but if I were to, you know, couch guess this, it looks like a thumb print. Interesting. And then there's the electrician, potential suspect, according to Ollie Gray. It was an electrician named Michael Helgoth worked in a nearby auto salvage yard. Gray refused to Helgoth as a Hellraiser uh, tied to a property dispute involving the Ramses. Could that have served as a possible motivation to seek revenge for the family and kidnap Jean Benet? It's been speculated that the, once the 26-year-old Helgoth caught wind that he could be a suspect in the case, officials found a boot print allegedly similar to his near the Ramses' home. He committed suicide before anyone could get him. His death occurred two days after a 1997 press conference announcing that the Boulder DA was zoning in on a new suspect. However, Helgoth remained clear by both DNA and death. Oh, boy. Then there was a school teacher, John Mark Carr. He confessed out of the blue, but then they discovered he wasn't even in the state when this happened. Oh, jeez. He just <laughs> wanted a piece of the action. He was. It was a complete bullshit. It's like, it's it was a lunatic. It was just a fucking lunatic. Um, oh my god! Uh, and the town Santa. Let's go to the town Santa. Bill McReynolds, who is now deceased, was a friend of the Ramses who had dressed up as Santa Claus the week before John Benet's murder to entertain the neighborhood children at one of the uh, Patsy's famous Christmas gatherings. So Patsy was very into appearances and keeping them up. Uh, they even had their Christmas. VHS video that they would send out to their friends, which is basically a look at me, look what I have, look at everything I have that you don't have. Come to my house and celebrate me. I mean, yeah. Christmas or Jesus or me. <laughs> Unreal. Um, it was an old, while uh, an older man dressed as a Santa makes a pretty good uh, perp and a sexualized child murder. The possibility that the now deceased McReynolds had anything to do with John Bonet's death is extremely unlikely. Okay. Uh, McReynolds was rumored to have paid a uh, little too much attention to JonBenet, going so far as to arrange a secret visit from Santa Claus on Christmas. Supposedly, he had chosen JonBenet to be a special friend, going so far as to bring a vial of glitter gifted to him by the six-year-old with him into heart surgery. Even stranger, he asked his wife to mix the gold glitter with his ashes uh, were he to die. This yep, particular see, story... Generated buzz in the Denver Post, but failed to amount to anything more than a sensationalized character assassination of a friendly old man. And, and you know what? You could produce this is one of these things you can make a trailer of two ways. This could be the most touching story ever. Uh, you just take Jean Benet dying out of it. And uh, it's this older man, and he's playing Santa, and he's really touched by this little girl. Maybe he reminds her of his daughter or something. 
And um, and he has maybe he did some of these things with his daughter and just thought, I, I'll do that. The uh, the Santa thing and uh, the glitter, you know, maybe he's going to the heart surgery and that just really kind of gave him a, a good feeling. It was a special mm-hmm. happy thought. And he, just take it in for good luck with me. You know, that's his happy thought when he's going in for something. Um, and the ashes thing, that's a little weird. But, you know, crossing a line, if you're I don't know if you're old and you're just kind of saying it to your wife, maybe I could see that being produced one of two ways, too, where it's this real heartfelt moment. And it's like, I got my glitter. And if if something happens to me, spread that with me. So I have that little bit of happiness, you know, something like that, where it's just it is produced in Hallmark style and every woman starts crying Uh, or you can do it really creepy and you can make it like. If I die, bury the glitter with me so I can feel that girl with me. You know, there's two ways you could do this. So I don't know. I, I, I don't buy the town Santa um, argument. And he's not the one who died. I, people are can, have been conflating, it looks like, the Santa and uh, the school teacher. Or not, or not the school teacher, the electrician. Because uh, that's the one that uh, died uh, two days after the press conference. Oh, yeah. So I wonder oh. I wonder if they have his DNA would be my question. Or are we going to have to dig him up? Or is there a place to find it? Or is he ashes? Or what is he? I think that would be the question. Hopefully they got it. He was a potential suspect. Mm-hmm. I bet they did do a swab of some sort. It's 1996 in Boulder. Well, Good point. They took See, a black today, and white. We think that way. Exactly. I mean, I don't know because they. One of the uh, interviews I saw today, uh, where uh, the some of the investigators gave uh, the son their cards, uh, and one said, uh, "Like bicycle theft uh, department or something," and the other was like, "Like pet." Like uh, it was just it was things that had nothing to do with homicide investigations, and they were like on the fucking case. Oh, my God. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? And it really seems like that's how it kind of continued to transpire uh, for the remainder of it. So among those thoughts, who do you think may have done it? I'm still sticking with mom, and I'm thinking dad may or may have known, may not know. And he really just wanted to keep the peace and not get anybody sent to jail. Yeah, you know what? The more I think about it, the more you kind of made the case for it. I feel like it's mom. Yeah. Mom fucked up. She maybe flew into a violent rage because she was so sick and tired of this beauty queen pissing the bed. Mm -hmm. It's not her fault, but she lost her shit. And she gets all the attention and she's the pretty one. And she's so lucky. She's a star. And. Oh God! Yeah, but ever, exactly. You ever think I'd you start know, breaking into lucky shit? Yeah, and and whacked her a little too hard. She flew, hit the bathtub, and fucking bled out in her head. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, "Uh oh, um, this isn't going to look good. We we have to cover this up. We you know instead of calling nine one one and having the child taken care of, and you know, oh my God, this was a horrible accident and." And paying the consequences, they decided to turn it into the crime of the century. Do you think it's they or do you think it was just her? And he was honestly believing his wife the whole time? I think it had to be a group activity. I think she fucked up and then he's like, all right, I'll help you. 
How did the son, I mean, the son doesn't say he picked up, and he was old enough to recognize, I think, uh, if there was something odd, and he was with them still all those years, and he doesn't seem to have any, I guess maybe some, you know, some parents can hide shit really good. Yeah. But that would be, that would be a hard one to not have your son at least overhear something for all those years. That's a good point. And still be on your side. You know, kids can be pretty oblivious too, though. Yeah. I mean, he was dealing with his own shock and there could have been something. What do you mean, mom? Oh, I mean this. Oh, okay. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm still going with uh, the mom and, and questionable on if the dad was involved. I really don't feel he was the way he seems to want this investigated more. I'm almost wondering if he wants to find out if his wife did do it uh, through the investigation, but doesn't want to come out loud and say it. Oh, that's a real possibility as well. Because if he knows that there, he did not do it, had nothing to do with it, but maybe suspected his wife, maybe not verbally, but, you know, just hung by her side because that was, you know, what he was doing is the right thing to do. I do wonder if maybe he suspects that. Would you ever hang by your wife if she Fuck did something no. like that? Fuck yeah. no. Right? <laughs> no. No way in hell. No. Mm. I mean, the the lines are drawn on cheating and gunplay. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah. And you know what? One of them was struck, so uh, and and it, it had nothing to do with sex. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's where it's like I didn't ha- realize I had to put that into a vow, but um, sometimes you do. Sometimes you got to throw that in there. Uh, but uh, it was yeah, like fuck no. Uh, and if someone did something like that, um, I mean, just the threat is like game over. <laughs> just like. It's just, yeah, we down here. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, but no, I mean, if somebody did something like, fuck no. Especially, you know, I mean, it would have to be a really crazy circumstance or, or something where they truly knew they were not at fault. Um, you know, like if someone tried to uh, attack them, um, but it really looked, you know, like something else happened by the way the situation. I don't know. I don't know. It would have to really look, be legitimately... Uh, you know, they're they're in the right, but I would think. I mean, I guess depending on where I'm living and the police department, uh, would be questionable as to is it best to report this, uh, and say here's what happened, or is it not? Like, what's going to happen based on the track record of this uh, department and how the city runs? Yeah, that's exactly. my long ass answer to that question because I overthink everything fifty different ways and get you all the scenarios. I like it though. I I think it's an interesting way to think, and and I think um, you know with today's technology and and DNA, we may actually find out who did it. I hope we do. Uh, I I just don't know if we will. I I'm gonna go with no, but maybe I'll be proven wrong here in the uh, coming year. It'll be the surprise of so. 2023. <laughs> that's coming up. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of True Crime Today. If you like the show, check us out on Apple Podcasts and press subscribe. There you can get access to all of our advanced episodes, all of our uh, old episodes, all of it commercial free. Uh, so check that out and even try it out for three days free. 
on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, for Stacey, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to True Crime Today. True Crime Today. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any of our full episodes, breaking news updates, and daily briefs from True Crime Today.